This is not a typical episode. In fact, it's barely an episode less than five minutes long. And actually, this episode is a story, a beautiful love story. Now, if you actually just believe me, you've stumbled upon the wrong podcast, my friend. You know why? Because this is Building Optimal Radio, and there are no love stories on this podcast. No, this is a story about a badass French dude who outmaneuvered the Nazis in World War II to help sabotage their success in the war. We're going to get to that in a moment, but first, a word from our podcast, Brand Partners. Before we begin, I would be remiss without a quick thanks to three very important Building Optimal partners. First, to Lowe's and their MVPs Pro Rewards and Partnership Program, of which my own company is a very proud member with exclusive benefits and offers like e-gift cards and in-store freebies. Lowe's is a true partner, enabling contractors like you and me to succeed. Second, to Ram Windows made right here in the Lone Star State. I use Ram Windows on every home and I love everything about the windows they make and what that company stands for. And last, but certainly not least, to Subzero Wolf Cove, the premier appliance company in the world, which we use exclusively in our homes. We are thankful for the support of these wonderful companies, which help make this podcast a reality. When France was occupied by the Nazis in 1940, major French factories like Citroën were forced to produce equipment for them. Citroën president at the time, a fellow named Pierre Joux Boulanger. By the way, I completely butchered that pronunciation in French, uh, but I tried my best. In Texas, it would be Pierre Jules Boulanger. Anyway, Boulanger knowing he had to comply, invented a subtle, clever way to sabotage the enemy. Boulanger had his factory workers move down just a tad the little notch on the truck's oil dipstick, the one that indicates the proper level of oil. And by moving that notch down, German mechanics would not even realize that they were putting too little oil into the vehicles. And... Well, the engines would seize up in the field. Chaos ensues. Now, I am not sure how many vehicles that Boulanger and his factory actually sabotaged. I haven't come across that information, but I can't say this. He did enough damage that by the time the war ended, Boulanger's name was found on a list of the Nazis' most important enemies of the Reich. And all that from moving down the notch on the dipstick. Deceptively simple. Boulanger weakened the enemy with the smallest of iterations. That goes against conventional thinking. When facing an enemy and, and in business, the enemy, as we call it, 
may just be cash flow problems or weak sales or dysfunction within your team. In those situations, we tend to think big and grandiose white knight Hollywood ending solutions and huge pivots. But just like Boulanger, the best first step may be to think small, to move the notch just a tad. When I was struggling early in my business with low profit margins, I started looking to go into new markets. We said, to hell with building homes in Austin, New Braunfels looked really appealing. It was new. It was different. It was green pasture. It was the epiphany solution that was going to transform us into the largest, most profitable builder in Texas. One year later, tail between our legs, we retreated back into Austin. Turns out Austin wasn't so bad after all. Shortly after that, we found the true promised land this time. Staying in Austin, but building multifamily condos. That was the answer. One year later, and the single-family homes in Austin that had launched our business, and that we knew best, didn't look so bad after all. Two massive pivots later, and we ended up right back where we started. You see, sometimes the answer is new. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes the answer is to make a huge pivot and look for greener pastures. Often it isn't. Often the answer is doing the same, but better. Better, not new. Perhaps the right model of thinking is first try better and only if that doesn't work, then consider new. It turns out in my business, we weren't charging high enough fees early in my career. If we had just moved the dipstick, bumped our fees a few points, which, by the way, would have been entirely acceptable in the market, we just didn't know it, we could have avoided several years of wasted time and found the profitability we were seeking by thinking small, not big, by iterating rather than pivoting. I'm now 10 years away from that experience and I'm still iterating. Every quarter, my leadership team is looking how we move the notch. How do we find one more point of profit margin? How do we make every house just a tad better than the last? We build our homes and our business incrementally. It's less exciting than huge shifts, to be honest, but more likely to succeed and more likely to compound. All by first thinking small, about the problems we face, seeing if that doesn't work, and it often does. You can actually win a chess match in two moves. I don't know if you knew that. Just in two moves. Now, how many of us have ever done that? On average, I had to look this up, a chess game is one in 40 moves, but it can be done in two. And that's what we don't realize. The positive outcomes we're seeking are like objects in rear view mirrors. They're much closer than they appear. What you want to achieve is closer than it seems, but that requires thinking and well, thinking is hard. And I put to you all listening to me today, that it also requires first thinking small, which often renders thinking big unnecessary. And when you can solve a problem with less work rather than more,
that makes for a good day at the office or in the field. Thank you all for listening. And if you would do me a favor, please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you use. Thanks. See y'all next time.